It's Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. And this is Uranium Spotlight, your weekly podcast dedicated to delivering the latest news and events shaping the uranium fuel market and its critical role in the global energy landscape. Brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group, trading on the TSX Venture and the OTCQB. PurePoint actively operates a portfolio of advanced uranium projects in the world's richest uranium district and has established partnerships with some of the largest uranium suppliers worldwide. While our passion for this subject is undeniable, it's essential to clarify that the information presented here is not investment advice. Instead, our goal is to offer an unbiased and comprehensive review of recent events that could impact uranium prices. And now your host, Chris Frostad. This week on Uranium Spotlight, we take a look at announcements from France's EDF, one of the largest builders of nuclear reactors, and their plans for the future. We'll also look at Canada's plan for a new can-do, new Scandinavian nuclear power records, and milestones at two North American uranium mining projects. Last week's spot price moved another 45 cents to close at $81.45 U.S. per pound U308. Spot activity maintained stability with a temporary pause as participants awaited the outcome of a utility spot RFP. Sellers adjusted offers to attract buyers, resulting in a minor uptick in the daily spot price on Tuesday, but a slight dip on Wednesday. As November concluded, a varied pattern emerged with higher prices from Coverdyne and Cameco aligned with demand, while Arano experienced significantly lower prices due to aggressive offers. This divergence increased location price differentials, reaching the highest point since February 2021 at $1.50 per pound. The beginning of December saw higher prices across all three locations, contributing to the elevated differential. In the term uranium market, notable utility selections occurred, including a non-U.S. utility choosing fuel options for 1.3 million pounds U308 over 2026 to 2032, and a U.S. utility deciding on offers for 1.5 million pounds U308 with delivery in 2025 to 2028. Another U.S. utility sought UF6 options for 2027 to 2033 with offers due on December 11th. Non-U.S. utilities were elevating offers for 6.6 million pounds U308 split over 2026 to 2030 and all forms with delivery in 2026 and 2035. A third non-U.S. utility was expected to enter the market for EUP and or components after a request for information, while several others engaged in off-market negotiations or prepared for mid- and longer-term market entry. EDF is a French state-owned corporation with a long history of building, owning, and operating reactors in France and around the world. EDF operates all 56 of France's currently operational reactors. EDF is also currently building a reactor at Flamville in France and two reactors at Hinkley Point C in Somerset, southern England. Last week, EDF announced new upgrades to their line of reactors with new models such as the EPR2, an improvement on their current EPR reactor, and the innovative New Word Small Modular Reactor, or SMR. The first EPR2 model is slated to come online in 2035. The New Word SMR is designed to be optimized for assembly line manufacturing and quick certification processes so that it can be rolled out fast and start the process of decarbonization right away. Looking ahead to the 2030s, Luc Ramond, the CEO of EDF, last week stated that EDF would attempt to build one reactor a year in that decade. These projects would be global in scope and not necessarily focused on France. He also noted that 1.5 reactors per year might be possible. 
Ramon stated that EDF would not necessarily be an investor in all the projects he proposes, but would look to be a developer in many of them and simply a supplier of technologies and others. This plan is in stark contrast to EDF's current rate of building reactors. Such projects currently take the French company decades, such as with the Flamville 3 EPR. At the same time, Ramon also said that a plan currently under discussion with the Indian government to build six reactors in that country is moving ahead, and that same deal was concluded later in the week with a plan for it to maximize local content to accelerate Indian economic growth. Kicking off their one new reactor a year plan, EDF announced that they would seek to supply technology for a plan to build an EPR in Slovenia. Finally, EDF also concluded deals last week with the Ontario Power Group in Canada and with several Czech companies to investigate EDF's possible participation in building reactors in those countries. In another turn of events coming out of Canada, Atkins Realis, formerly known as CNC Lavalin, the Canadian manufacturer of the CanDo line of reactors, has announced that they are coming out with a new model. The CanDo Monarch reactor is the largest CanDo reactor in terms of generating capacity yet to be designed. The CanDo Monarch will help Canada and countries around the world decarbonize while spending less on fuel. This is due to the fact that the CanDo line of reactors is unique in the fact that it does not require conventional nuclear fuel and can in fact use natural uranium as a fuel source. Atkins Realis has also recently signed a contract with the Canadian Commercial Corporation, which is a Canadian crown corporation and the main Romanian energy utility to refurbish one of Romanian's reactors, notably also a can-do unit. Other partners in the three-phase project to refurbish Romania's reactors include Encelado Nuclear of Italy and KHNP out of South Korea. The CEO of Atkins Realis, E.N.L. Edwards, commented that the fundamentals in the nuclear power market show that there will be sustained, robust demand from governments globally for reactor life extensions and new builds. Notably, the deal is priced at $750 million. Products and services provided by the company to its Romanian client will include sourcing for new reactor components and tooling, as well as engineering and technology that will allow the reactor to run for an additional 30 years after its current 30-year period ends in 2026. Sweden and Finland both celebrated a nuclear landmark this past November, as nuclear generation climbed to a three-year high in both countries as temperatures across Scandinavia plunged. Nuclear operators Vattenfall and TVO have managed to keep their fleets running at a high capacity even with winter having arrived early in Europe's north. This was even as two reactors, one in each country, had been taken offline suddenly due to several mishaps occurring in late November. With all of this in the background, the Swedish government has approved a plan to build more reactors than originally expected and scrapped the previous plan to cap the number of reactors it could build at 10. The government now plans to build 10 new reactors by 2045, by which time it expects that power generation will have doubled. This is not just with the increased demand of colder weather and reactor outages, but also with an eye towards the east, where Russia's ongoing war with Ukraine has sent gas prices surging. NextGen Energy Limited is making significant strides in uranium mining with the approval of its Rook One project in Saskatchewan, Canada. This approval makes NextGen the first company in over two decades to receive full provincial environmental assessment approval for a greenfield uranium project in Saskatchewan. The company is committed to environmentally responsible practices, including the use of cutting-edge technology for underground tailings management. By planning to store 100% of processed tailings underground, NextGen aims to address concerns raised by local nations. The company has successfully navigated the provincial approval process and is now awaiting federal approval. 
Nick Espenberg, Director of Mine Technical Services, expressed optimism about the project becoming operational within the decade if all necessary approvals are obtained. The Rukwan project is strategically located near Indigenous communities, and NextGen emphasizes its commitment to conducting operations ethically and sustainably. Meanwhile, in the United States, Encore Energy Corp. has achieved a significant milestone by restarting uranium production at the South Texas Reseda In-Situ Recovery Uranium Central Processing Plant. The successful restart follows extensive refurbishment and upgrades to the Rosita CPP, positioning Encore as the first uranium producer in Texas in a decade and the newest uranium producer in the United States. The company's production strategy involves utilizing the in-situ recovery process, with the Rosita CPP having a capacity of 800,000 pounds of U308 per year. Encore's achievement underscores its ability to overcome challenges such as supply chain disruptions and the expansion of its workforce to meet production schedules. The company is already looking ahead with plans to commence production at its second uranium processing plant, the Ultimesa CPP, in early 2024. Encore's focus on rapid development and early production opportunities, particularly in the Rosita Wellfield extension, demonstrates a proactive approach to uranium extraction in the region. Encore's decision to proceed with production is based on past operations at the Rosita CPP and Ultimesa CPP, acknowledging the associated risks without a feasibility study. This approach aligns with the company's emphasis on leveraging known ISR and processing operations in the pursuit of uranium production. And that wraps up your Uranium Spotlight coverage for this week. For more news and events from the world of uranium, please tune in next week to Uranium Spotlight. You've been listening to Uranium Spotlight, your weekly podcast dedicated to delivering the latest news and events shaping the uranium fuel market in its critical role in the global energy landscape. Brought to you by PurePoint Uranium Group, advancing its position as the premier uranium explorer in the world's richest uranium district. Join us again next week for Uranium Spotlight, 